0: Hello. Last Saturday, while I was walking to the market, I heard this voice behind me say, I'm sure I didn't go through a red light. And then this other voice, and by this time was sort of next to my head, or ne- <laughs> next to me, rather, where I was walking, said, oh, it doesn't matter. This is Amsterdam. Everyone goes through the red lights. And the red lights in question are not the red light district, but red traffic lights. And these were two cyclists, and so they went off to wherever. And I suddenly thought, oh, yeah, Amsterdam is pretty weird in that way in that if you don't live here and you don't understand the system, it can be very confusing. So if you're a tourist and you're on a bike, you see the traffic light is red. But <laughs> a lot of Amsterdam red simply means, well, I will think about stopping if I feel like. And so you have some very awkward situations that happen with tourists where, for example, they follow an Amsterdamer through a red light but they don't go through with commitment because they're not quite sure should I do this while this person is doing that even though I know the red light is telling me not to move so you get panicky uh, situations there or uh, this one has to do with pedestrians and crossing because a red light just it's the same whether on a bicycle sometimes even uh, public transport trams they go through red lights Uh, I don't know why it's crazy but If you are um, a pedestrian, I've seen tourists waiting, and so you have the red person saying, please wait, and then a local just crosses the road, and so half of the tourists, if there's a group of tourists, instinctively follow the person crossing the road, then the other half start screaming and shouting, no, come back, come back, don't do that. So you do have um, going through red light craziness. And then on the, again, with the tourists, the same Saturday, but I hear this all the time, is that because the center of Amsterdam is getting quite full, it's, it's actually very full, it can lead to irritation. So you hear these tuts and grunts and curses <laughs> from time to time. And I don't know, I, I find it funny. It's, it's like it, there's no point getting mad. But I do understand the situation because it's so compressed. For example, during the COVID period, I suppose every city had this. You could just walk freely. You could just walk anywhere. Nobody was ever in your way. You could see um, at least a kilometer in front of you and further, depending on how straight the road was or wherever you were. And now it's you're sort of playing dodge and you have to move left and right. You have to try and anticipate where particular tourists are going, which can be an interesting game to play. And it does keep you calm and fit. Or you can just get mad. And um, so, yeah, that compression causes irritation. And I, on the one hand, I also get mad. I mean, I don't get mad. I, I sort of tell myself not to get mad when I feel myself getting mad, if that makes any sense. It's almost like being in a park. You know, you find a great spot in a park. And you sitting there doing your thing and suddenly somebody comes <laughs> a little too close and you start, what's this? Even though you are not the owner of the park, it's just uh, one of those things. So, um, yeah, th- this irritated reaction does leave a lot of tourists um, confused and uh, slightly shocked. Now, having gotten all of that off my chest, <laughs> I think it's time to get on with the main episode. Um, I didn't record for the last couple of weeks because I was really, really busy. I was busy writing. I just got into a particular groove. And I think that for most people you call that being in the zone. It's that wonderful phase when you just, where everything vanishes and you're just doing that thing. And I find as far as writing is concerned, this is the best part of writing when you're just so super concentrated. It's as if... There is nothing but uh, the ideas in your head and whatever you're trying to do. So that is what um, I want to talk about in this episode. I hope I can make it interesting and also insightful. I think that's uh, quite important. It's almost as if every single part of the brain that can possibly get involved with thinking has sort of teamed up and together you're just building and building and creating and doing all kinds of amazing things and it's better than floating it's like uh, flying almost and this flying part it's it's okay let's put it this way supposing there's this idea i have in my head i i i can't hold it properly i know it's there and i think you've had that one it's almost like remembering somebody's name you sort of know it but you can't quite get it so that happens with ideas and everything is i'm trying to grab this bit and grab that bit and get them all together and it just won't, it just won't happen. And then I work at it, work at it or push it or whatever it is you do and suddenly click, there I am. And so let's say there's a character. I sample this walk that I remember from somebody perhaps and... I begin to build this person around there. It's very strange that you're building somebody who doesn't exist other than inside your your brain or inside the mind. Uh, They have a walk, they have a physique, um, all these features, even the face. I know exactly what their face looks like uh, while writing, or I never describe faces other than to talk of expressions or particular movements, but I personally know exactly how every character in the book looks like. And so having built this person, they have a way of dressing. They have a way of thinking. They have a particular sound to their voice. And they exist inside a world. And in the zone, when I'm so just really there, I can see Everything about this world. I, it, I can see the grass. I know uh, what the temperature is like. I understand the weather. There's, if there is a, a political system, I can get it. Uh, how does this person live? What is their house like? Every single part of that, it's possible to see it. And I don't know how they form, but they just form. You see this, you see that. Okay, they should add a bit of this, add a bit of that. And this can only happen in the zone. If I'm not really concentrated, I have sort of vague ideas, but they don't all click together. And I find myself building this this world. And it it is, it, it's, I think that can give you a bit of a high. It can give you, it can make you feel really, it's not powerful, it's just fr- free, free is the word. It makes you feel really free. Anything you want can happen here. And that is one of the I suppose, greatest parts of um, being in the zone, that creation, the development of, of somebody who has a life who does this and does that, that is, it's actually magical. It's magical. And I have to say, sometimes I think about how beautiful our brains are. I don't know. I mean, just look at all the things you can do with it. So yeah, that's one aspect of being in the zone. And just so you know when in that state the creation of all of this of all of these people or the characters all their environment it is so effortless it just whoosh like that yeah it's it's really really good another quirk or aspect of being in the zone is what happens to time when you're in it it just it's almost as if the brain the creative part of the brain says okay i've got this and then it begins to operate on this imaginary time scale and you just vanish so how often have i been working away and i suddenly feel so hungry and i don't understand why i'm so incredibly hungry and it turns out i've been writing and writing and writing or there's the one which happens <laughs> many many times when my attention is needed elsewhere and so i say yeah yeah i'll just be i'll be there in a moment and for some reason, this moment can expand into two, three hours. And I'm suddenly there trying to say, what, are you sure? I thought you just asked me. And I realized time has just vanished. And that's a pretty cool thing. Uh, sometimes days and weeks, almost months vanish. It's like, what? Is, is it now August or is it now this? Is that? And it's just because I've been living in that wonderful, wonderful place called being in the zone. One of the things I hope to achieve with this podcast is gain a better understanding of what goes on when i 'm writing, and because of that it's making me pay attention to a lot of things that normally i I never ever think about i 'm just simply too busy you know doing my thing um, i don't know there's just not that much time for um observation, but because i'm trying to do a podcast about writing and what goes on in writing. I find myself discovering a lot of things, and these things I'm discovering are quite enjoyable, definitely interesting. Um, I had this random thought the other day, and it's not actually a zone thought. It's not in the zone thought, but it's that's the way this podcast goes. Sometimes my mind will drift. I just wondered, how is it possible for the brain to allow us to hear voices so i can hear the voice of a character i can hear a whole conversation and i just thought that is nuts because there's nobody there i mean it's just me but i can hear all of this stuff and immediately i thought wow that would be so interesting to understand fortunately and just in time of course the rabbit hole warning lights came on and said, don't go there because can you imagine how many days of your life would vanish if you decided to try to understand how the brain works? So I let that one go. That said, I find it really fascinating how the worlds we can create in our heads, in our minds are just as real as the world we live and breathe in. The actual sensation of being in the zone is I find it really hard to describe because th- the fact is when you're in it, you are doing, you're, not, you're just not able to notice if you are doing this or that. You are right inside there. And I don't even have memories of, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I was in the zone yesterday, but I don't have a memory of it. I can tell you what I wrote, but I don't have a memory of how I felt at that particular moment. And... The more I think about it, the more I believe it's a kind of surrender in which your thoughts and feelings, uh, either they are pushed aside or they become the thoughts and feelings of your characters. You're just simply not there. And um, it is a state that I believe I fall into as opposed to can approach. So I can't say, I'm going to get into the zone, that's just quite impossible what happens is I can work and work and work and sometimes, most of the time, I just click and suddenly I find myself in there. I think the the way it, it sort of just happens, maybe there's a myth or a story about uh, some kind of door that only appears when you are not trying to find it. So that's how it is with myself and getting into the zone. One byproduct of being in the zone, and this has to do with the physical act of writing, is the often surprise I have at the number of pages I've written. You know, I sort of have my A4 pad and I'm writing away, and suddenly I, I think, oh, I've written two or three pages, and, I, and there's quite a few. Um, I think the longest um, stretch, sort of non-stop stretch of writing, of being in the magical zone Uh, relative to paper was when i was writing now i am here my first novel i wrote about 23 pages just 22 and a half pages let's say on my yellow pad i i just was just going and going and going and going and i was just flying i was i mean really it was just amazing and it was very good stuff so at least half of what i wrote in that session is now in a chapter in that particular book. One thing I should say, well, I forgot to say, is that these in the zone periods can be of any length, you know, that they, I don't know, I don't plan them, you sort of go in, you come out. Um, occasionally you have some which are incredibly intense and very, very short. These actually have nothing whatsoever to do with writing. But uh, I think since we're talking about in the zone, um, there's one which is actually a, I don't know, yeah, I guess a favorite anecdote that I tell. From way, way back when I traveled between Amsterdam and Rotterdam for work, very early one winter morning, I'm cycling to the station. I'm probably a bit late, which was usual. So I'm zooming away, zooming, zooming, zooming. And, as I plan to cross this it's not a highway, but quite a I think a four lane road to one way to the other, the light was red for me, and i didn't I just I was so desperate to get this train i didn't care, so I 'm zooming across, and I suddenly see these headlights, and there's a car coming at me, and then, the next thing I know, I 'm standing and this guy shouting and screaming and and my bicycle is wrecked. And I know this sounds like a nonsense story, but I've tried everything possible to figure out what happened between the moment I remember the lights and the moment the guy was shouting at me. Because obviously he hit my bike, but I was just standing, and nothing—not a scratch. I have no idea what happened. So to me, that was one of these um, in the zone anomalies, sort of a special case. Uh, I, but I, I still must say I. I sort of think, did I jump in a particular way? What did I do? I, I have no idea. But that um, that's one of those uh, special, special uh, cases. I also think being in the zone is not really the most stable of states because while some things will not bother you at all, it, all it takes is one odd noise or one strange thing to just drag you out of it. And I find it very disturbing, very stressful, because... For example, if I come out in the natural way, that is, I ease myself out of an in-the-zone moment, there's no problem. It's it's quite it's happy. But if I'm yanked out of it, I just get all kind of, I don't know, grumpy. And honestly, I feel, it, I, of course I'm not, but if, if I was some kind of wild creature of the plains covered in this uh, curly uh, fur, being pulled out of... An in-the-zone moment would probably make that first stand on end and uh, increase my volume by at least three or four times. You know, it'd just be crazy. I'd just be growling and become a monster. That's how much I love being in the zone, and that's how much it hurts to be pulled out of uh, in-the-zone. If I ever, ever found the courage, I could probably do a whole episode, three or four episodes, on the effects of being yanked, out of an in the zone moment i mean the horror the trauma the shock all of those things i would lay them out if i was courageous enough but i'm not and so i'm not going to do that anyway i think that's it for being in the zone so talk next time